0: From chi to the Ville, nap down to the Netty. Hype is where it's at for music and news. From hip-hop to Hollywood, uh, attention, attention listeners. listeners, log on to thehypemagazine.com for the hottest hip-hop and urban magazine you've ever seen. It's the 411 on the world of entertainment, new releases, and more. Just
1: log on to thehypemagazine.com. In stores now at 7-Eleven, Kmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Marsh, Kick & as well as all mobile devices.
0: Hype, how you perceive
1: everything. What's up, y'all? This is T-Rex. Welcome to another installment of the Live by Terrence Show. Just want to say it's a blessing and an honor to be here once again, enjoying this lovely day in Alabama. It was weather well, was pretty nice. Checking out this Green Bay Seattle game. It's getting very interesting toward the end, but it, it appears that Green Bay is going to win. Score is right now is nineteen to seven. Russell Wilson is having one of his Worst career games ever. His first four interception game. And they are driving right now. It looked like he's going to try to get in the end zone, but he got stopped at the one-yard line. We're going to be talking football throughout the entire show with, or, or other sports, whatever just comes to our mind. going to welcome two guests. They don't need any introduction. They've been on the show many times in the past to open, actually to do the first segment of the show. We're going to welcome Jermaine and Scott Smith to the show tonight. How you How you all guys doing? What's
0: going on, guys? Uh, doing great, Terrence. How you guys doing? Doing good,
1: doing good. Uh, uh, first things first. <laughs> doing Doing bl- – I'm uh, very, very blessed. <laughs> Watching this game, man. What, what y'all think? What y'all think in the Green Bay-Seattle game? Um, look like they're about to kick the extra point and Seattle's only going to be down by five.
0: Oh, Seattle cut the lead. I, didn't, I just saw where it was 19-7 a few minutes ago,
1: actually. Oof. Russell yeah. Yeah. I thought,
2: thought Marshawn Lynch stepped
1: out of bounds, but. You, you think Marshawn Lynch stayed in bounds?
2: I think he stepped out of bounds looking at that last angle that they gave us before break. I Mm -hmm. thought he he had a toe on on the line, but that's real close, though.
1: Yes, it was. This is Conference Championship Sunday. (laughs) So we will be talking about the NFL doing the show. Uh, We're going to start off with college football. Last Monday we crowned our first college football playoff national champion in uh, Ohio State. So how, how do you all feel about, about them being a the champion?
0: Scott, you first Well I, I was uh, I was I'll be honest I was highly impressed with Ohio State. After watching the replay of the Alabama Ohio State game I feel like the Ohio States roster when it comes to size and speed, the combination and the depth they had at at you know, specifically in the offensive line in the front seven, I feel like they they pretty much proved that uh, you know, they were the best team in the country. Uh, You know, with with, uh, apologies to TCU, I think TCU deserved a shot to play, but Ohio State, which I would have never said that before the playoffs, I really believe that I thought I didn't believe they deserved to get in, but after seeing them and putting my eyes on them, I feel like Ohio State has the most talented roster in the country.
2: I would agree, Um, but I just didn't think that, that youth would show up this early, this fast for Ohio State. I thought I thought that Mariota and that net speed and and Dickens would would uh would carry the day for Oregon, but it, it obviously didn't.
1: Yeah, I know Urban Meyer was saying that he he pretty much felt that Ohio State was one year away, but hey, it's always good to get an early present, you know.
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, I did hear where he said that he felt like the roster was uh was set for two thousand fifteen and I you know, I think next year'll be interesting because uh because you're gonna have where Alabama returns a lot of their team, they got high expectations. Uh and I think you know obviously Ohio State does. You you may have a situation next year where two you have know, two or three of the top of the preseason top, you know, the top two or three teams may run the table from the start to finish and be in the playoffs. It, you know, could be an unprecedented situation.
1: Hey guys, uh but before uh, Jermaine you answer that, we got breaking news Seattle just recovered the onside kick. They have the ball under two minutes left to go for the lead.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. It's
0: wow. That is that's,
2: interesting.
0: Good night. No, that that's that's unbelievable they all recovered on side kick and to and may may win this game. That's that's crazy.
1: Yes it is. Because <laughs> they are actually <laughs> moving the ball now all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, I you think give Rus-
2: Russell Wilson the inch, he takes two miles. So when do, when you get him down in the fourth
1: quarter, yeah, this will be a very heartbreaking loss if Green Bay goes on to lose this game because they pretty much dominated this game from the beginning with them rattling um, with Russell Wilson the entire game, and uh, it's been a high t- turnover type of game. But Green Bay has pretty much has dominated, and now. These last three minutes, this game could end up slipping away from them. That would be very, a very tragic loss. Well,
2: I wish I would not complain about because you know it's game based.
1: Well, let's get back to the to Ohio State winning national championship, Jermaine. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on them? Oh,
2: I, I just couldn't believe how physical they were. I mean on both sides of the ball, and that quarterback, Cardell Jones, I mean, what can you say about him that hasn't been said already? Three starts, and he he played like a veteran.
0: Yeah, he was definitely impressive. I mean, I think he fits that scheme. You look at his bills, 6'5", 250, and you look at the comparison, of you know, how he fits compared to how they ran it with Tebow and, and – um, with with Tebow and Cam, you know, as far as in, the, in that specific that specific scheme, like when they recruited to Florida, I think that's that's similar to what he wants, you know, in the long run. Rather than having a JC Barrett or a Braxton Miller, but now I think one thing that you may see next year could be even better is I don't think you saw them call the quarterback runs as much as they will when they feel like they have a healthy roster. Uh, with Cordell Jones, I believe when they have when they have an, an, another quarterback behind them, they feel comfortable with. They're going to see more of his, his running ability. I think that may even make them more dynamic.
2: I, I would agree, and then you have two playmakers on the outside that can catch the ball, and Devin Smith, and and that true freshman that, that they had uh, come out of the backfield. Also, they played everywhere on the field, Marshall. So I mean. The Big Ten as a whole, I think they're going to become the new SEC. You know, they've got some great returning quarterbacks, unlike the SEC. So I can see the Big Ten going on the run for the next three or four years with national championships. Of course, Alabama is going to have a lot to say about that, and Auburn's going to have a lot to say about that. And maybe even a dark horse Tennessee may have something to say about that also.
1: Now, I have a question for a you Rodgers. Do you think this game was more about Ohio State dominating Oregon or was it more about Oregon just not showing up for the for the big game?
0: I think it's more about Ohio State dominating Oregon. I feel like my, I picked before the game, I picked Ohio State, and then the reason why was I feel like what happened would happen. I mean, in other words, Oregon, they have the sexy skill players and all that and the flashy offense, but they they've never, ever – really, you know, about despite them they say they've recruited to try to stop the run. Early in the game they mentioned, oh, their defense line was built to stop the run. They they're just not. They're not able to handle that physical style, which is why Stanford has traditionally punched them in the throat. And they just don't they don't they don't handle it well on either side of the ball. Ohio State, after watching what they did against Alabama, and I knew that wasn't a fluke because of how physical they were. I knew that Ohio State was going to bring that same physicality to Oregon and I feel like I feel like Oregon. Part of the reason they like it didn't show up. They didn't show up is because I think they got punched in the throat and they didn't like it. I, I would agree.
2: And um, like I was telling, you, like I was sending you messages back and forth, Scott, on that on Monday, I thought that Oregon could win by a touchdown if they, if they used their speed to their advantage, and they didn't. I think Ohio State actually came out with an attitude like they weren't going to give up the points. They weren't going to let, let them out out them, out-speed out them out of anything. And they beat them on both sides of the ball. They push them in the mouth on both sides of the ball. So I, I concur exactly with,
0: with what you're saying, Scott. Hey, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I would love to see – I think Oregon's had a very good program in the past 10, 10 years. I would love to see them win one one day. Because, I mean, when we've had as much success as they have. It's kind of like watching when the Braves went on their runs. Eventually, you want to see them win one. You want to see them be the bride, not the bridesmaid eventually. But until they get more physical, they're going to continue running the teams. They're going to punch them in the mouth, and they got to be willing to punch back. It's like that old saying Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a game plan until they get hit in the throat or hit the mouth or something. He's right. No. You know, Mike Tyson He said a lot, of, a lot of really intelligent things in his life, but he's dead on about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey guys, got some more breaking news. Seattle is now in the lead.
0: <laughs> wow. wow! 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 Unbelievable.
1: Yes. Uh, well, I'll, gonna... I'll
2: say it like this. I'll say it like this. Chance, before before you go any further. The first two drives that that Green Bay had in that first in that first no! quarter, But they should have put like, up <laughs> two touchdowns instead of instead of two field goals. That's that's what killed them in this game. If they go on to lose this game.
0: Well my my question I got a question for you guys would be does it matter who wins that game? Do you you guys really think that the winner of that game will be what I feel like we already know come out of the out of, out of the AFC. I mean I may be wrong but Tom's Terrific, I I believe he's I believe I believe he's coming out of the come out of the AFC here in a little bit. Well,
2: you know, the old saying goes is that you don't bet against Superman, you don't you don't tug at his cape and you don't take off the Long Ranger's match. so I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tom Brady on this one also.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. What do you say, T-Rex?
1: Well, well, before I answer that, <laughs> Seattle scored on a wild two-point conversion. They are up by three. It's twenty-two to nineteen. And to answer your question, I really think the what. See how the, like they destined to go to the Super Bowl because these last three minutes are probably some of the wildest three minutes I ever seen in the NFL game for them to, to not show up to finally putting together two drives in in less than three minutes to um, score and you should have seen the two point conversion where Russell Wilson did like a video game play he ran back twenty yards turned around and and threw a ball threw the ball all the way in the air and got caught for a two point conversion. <laughs> So wow. I think Seattle if 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 they hold on to wins of a minute and twenty five seconds left, I think they'll beat whoever comes out the AFC because offense sells tickets and defense uh, wins championships and I always believe that and that's in all sports and with their with the defense that they have, even if the offense is mediocre I think they can. their defense can step up just enough to slow down the offense to kind of keep it competitive. And then if it's something like this, like what's going down now, this is going to go down as an ESPN classic right here. I can see them winning the Super Bowl again. Um, they'll be the, the last, well, you know, they'll be the defended or oh, back to back champion since uh, when the Broncos won. Well, not when the Broncos won, I'm sorry. That's back in 98, uh, 99, when uh, the Patriots won it. <laughs> Ten years ago, twelve years ago, when they went back to back, so it'll be nice to see a back to back champion because you know there's so much parity in the NFL. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you
0: guys, there's one reason I used to be a bigger NFL fan than I am now, and part of it is the parity. I don't, I don't like the fact that I'm not a big salary cap fan. I feel like it's giving everybody a chance, what well, it really is has made made a lot of teams mediocre. You got a bunch of mediocre things. Yeah. To me, the best, the best football was I, again. I remember being a Bears fan. We make the playoffs. can be forty nine to three by 49 or That's what should happen when when you play, face the best team in the, in the NFL, and you're a, and you're a nine and seven team. It should be forty nine to three, not twenty seven to twenty. So when you when the salary cap was implemented, what it did was it it, it'll, it basically made it to where uh, to where teams essentially they could do like the when the, in the Steelers when the Steelers built the steel curtain, they drafted all those guys. It's like six Hall of Famers in one draft. They couldn't keep all those guys today. I don't like that. If I draft six Hall of Famers in one draft and I'm smart enough to do it, I should be able to keep those guys till their whole career ends because I was smarter I than get. everybody else. And I that's get. why I have a problem with the NFL now. It's like if you draft well, like the Seahawks have, those guys, you'll see five or six of those guys leave via free agency to a team that wasn't smart enough to draft them years ago. And I don't like it. it to me, it's just – it's self-created parody. I'm fine with parody if it's not created, but I feel like it's forced almost. I think when you when you look at that at that first incarnation of the Legion of
2: Boom, when you had Browner, you had Browner, you had Sherman, you had Earl Thomas and Karen Chancellor, I think those were the best four. Now you have the the other side, the rookie corner, number 41. You have him in there, and he's just sliding in just as great as, as Brandon Browner did, and... I just think that, I think that if they were they had Brandon Browner back there, I think he's that X factor that Seattle's missing on that defensive side of
0: the ball. That's true. That's true. I, they, and you know they probably should have lost him, but it's the way of the world now in the NFL. I mean, you guys know as a Bears fan. I mean, we change players like <laughs> like people change pants. It, it's just it's it's pretty crazy.
2: I would agree.
1: Now, I'll
2: uh,
1: go ahead. Go ahead, Jermaine.
2: But going back to what we were talking about about the um, about the quarterback situation, like in the NCAA, with Mike Barnett enrolling early at at Alabama, does he drop ahead of Jacob Poker this way, or does Jacob Colkin stay status quo as starting quarterback? In Alabama,
0: I'd be shocked if he. I'd be shocked if he don't beat up Jacob Coker. I don't think Jacob Coker is very good at all, to be honest. I don't think. I don't think the coaches believe he's very good at all either. I mean, I don't think he was. I don't think he was a very good high school player. I don't think he was very good at Florida State. I mean, the kids. If you watched some of the video before the year, he was very inaccurate and very, very choppy with how he handled the time management within that system. Just even during practice, just calling it and, and, and the way they moved it, out, I don't think the coaches like him at all. I think Blake Barnett is, and, and I hate to say this, but he's a former Notre Dame commitment. I wish you to wish you to kept on to hit in South Bend like like he said he would be. But uh, he's a special player, and there's not many. There's very committed, very few quarterbacks that come along. A lot of them get hyped, very few of them are legit. I think he's legit.
2: I I would agree, and he's the first and, and the little. A bit of information on on Blake Barnett. He's the first current uh, Corona Santiago quarterback to ever win against the cross-town rival Centennial High School, which is a perennial power in California. And he did it twice.
1: We're going to uh, take a quick... Oh, I'm sorry, Jermaine. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) No... I was going to say we're going to take a quick station break and we'll be right back. With the love in the body, I thought we were the call, are we truly here, some fits, to are probably born, folks claim they want the truth, then they crucify the preacher, say they say ain't the followers yet, refuse to be the leaders, Pride rises, I see it through the spirit's hybrids, and it's evident the
2: church is full of backbiters. the dude on the pew had you some crack fighters, love covers a multitude, and that's your reminder, if we have the spirit, Christ structure ourselves, but on the railroad of life, we've it ourselves, every time we point the finger, the church Ourselves. Every time we hate, we only hold a grudge with ourselves. Every time we kill, we only point in the gun at ourselves. Look at being million bucks, but only one of themselves, yo. Let me shed some clarity. The best the name is Chavity, who separates his body from the world and the Pharisee. Smile in your face, smile in your face, smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face, smile in your face, then they the stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face And they stab you in the back Smile in your face Smile in your face Smile in your face And they stab you in the back We're too close to the end And be taking our own furloughs Condemn't extra To switching switch in the church clothes We see these issues I tell you what's the worst, bro. I can't tell the difference between the curse and the church. Whoa, I can't blame him. How do you argue against? We exalt, and if he falls, we say how sorry he is. We keep bringing up the past, Atari's it is. And it's the tables of a term that we hardly forgive. Stop looking at
1: the speck. Remember what your plank is. Stop scheming on your family or your name is in plankton. Well, Mr. Krabs will give you anything you ask. Regardless of your past, man, we should always thank him. Should be known by charity aligned with the statement the incense and divided by the fragrance. How can I pray the he hate on you? Smile in your face, turn around and pray on you, you. Smile in
2: your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, then they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your
1: face and they stab you in the back. I am T-Rex. Welcome back to the Live by Terrence show. We're on the air with Jermaine and Scott Smith. The game is tied up and we're going to overtime, guys. Wow. <laughs>
2: what? 22 to 22, <laughs> 22 all?
1: What? Yes. <laughs>
2: my dad's my dad's listening to the radio listening I didn't to the show with a I thought they were warned Uh uh. I just people
3: in the fucking corner can we Wow.
1: Hey, like Aaron Rodgers I mean not Aaron Rodgers, but I'm about to speak about him, but like what Stephen A. Smith said, he's a bad man. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well let me ask let me ask you guys this. With the comeback that Russell Wilson just just brought to us,
0: does he belong in that elite class of big money quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, to me, Russell looks like like Eli Manning. Uh, he can do it. He's probably even more efficient than Eli Manning. so Don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's certain quarterbacks that'll that can be big time in big time spots, and they're very good players. But I think when you look for an entire season, it's hard to it's hard to, to put. Russell Wilson, or, or or you know, basically, it's hard to put Russell Wilson in the, con- in the same context with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and and uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, etc. But he's great. I mean, he's a very good player for me. But I just I feel like at times he can be.
1: I, I actually think <clears throat> not because of his play, but because of the contract that Colin Kaepernick had, had signed before the season, is going to give him a high ceiling or get or regain that money. Regardless of uh, his short career right now, but he has one Super Bowl on his on his belt, and he has one of the highest winning percentages among quarterbacks since coming in a few years ago. So I definitely think he would get the money. I don't necessarily think he deserves it, but because what Colin Kaepernick got, even though you know he had that Super Bowl appearance and Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl, he probably will get that money anyway.
2: Can we can oh, we
0: as yeah. Bears fans pay him instead of Jay Cutler? <laughs> oh well we pay we pay Jay Cutler twenty three million dollars, so we we just about hey listen to us three, us three can get five million a year for the Bears. So yes, you're Russell Wilson he's worth panty. forty million a year for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> you're
2: not paying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he got a. Now, now speaking of the Bears, uh, they just signed John Fox as their next head coach which he will become the 15th head coach of the Chicago Bears organization. Uh, what is your thoughts about that and, and and how do you see John Fox improving the defense side which he is known as a defensive minded coach and also getting the offense together?
0: I, in my opinion my, my, I love John Fox. I think he's a great coach. I really think, you know and I hate to say this, as your Bears fan but I think I believe that by the time they kick off ball, and kick off, kick off the ball next season, you're going to have a roster that's going to be such, such a rebuilding stage that no matter who the next coach, was, John Fox or whoever, you may have the most, the least talented Chicago Bear team, in probably over a decade. Um, after I feel like, I feel like, I feel like they're going to make the mistake of, of letting getting rid of Marshall somehow. I think obviously Cutler's terrible whether he's there or not the defense is just listen, you I don't I, you could bring in the best defensive coordinator in the history of football He's, that defense talent wise is god awful. I mean Shane is not a linebacker. Lance Riggs is six thousand years old, past his prime. <laughs> I mean John Boston John Boss wouldn't know where the football he, his instincts are horrible. I mean when you were, you, you weigh two hundred and forty pounds, you run a four five forty, you bench press a house and basically you average about six tackles a game. No, you have instincts. I mean, basically, he's like a like a blind man trying to blind football. I don't feel like we're very talented on defense, and I think it's going to be. You know, we're going to have to get used to it, even with John Fox. I think he's a heck of a coach. It's going to be a couple of years. It's going to be a few years before we, you know, hopefully John Fox could be part of that. But I think we're in for some down downs. I agree, and you know, losing Peanut Tillman, I think
2: I think we will lose Peanut Tillman um, along with Lance Briggs. Who I think was just atrocious during the season. So, I mean, I just think that everything happens for a reason. Treshman was a product of Treshman's firing, firing was a product of just the lack of production on the defense side. And the bonehead decision to give Jay Cutler. Advanced money was horrible also, looking at it in hindsight. Well, looking at it in foresight, I mean, I thought it was a bad idea.
0: Absolutely. It was a horrible idea to begin
1: with. (laughs) Well, you know, John Foss has a good pedigree. Uh, He has a 119-89 and record, and he has led the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl. Do you see – him leading the Bears on this with his third stop as a head coach, or do you see the Bears getting even close to uh, becoming a Super Bowl team again?
2: If we if we can get a if we can get a defensive coordinator like a Wade Phillips or somebody like that, I think I think we'd be okay. To get a and also get a get a an offensive coordinator who is not cutler friendly you know, maybe maybe go with Jimmy or Jack the quarterback. I think that, that would be the that would be the best option.
0: Oh I mean, yeah, if you if they if they, if this next uh regime marries this to J. Cutler, I'm gonna wonder if they are if they're if they're drinking too much during the decision making process because that's just I mean good night. I mean basically it sunk the last group, it sunk Trestman, it sunk Emory. Surely they realize they're gonna to have to. I mean, I would cut ties with him altogether. I'll be honest, money or anything else, he's he wouldn't be taking snap from me next year. I would start how over much with is somebody. His buyout by chance? Does anybody know how much his buyout is? If I'm not mistaken, he would count 23 million against the cap if they cut him before March the 15th. It was I read an article the other day, something something around 20 to 23 million of dead weight. But basically, I feel like he's nobody's gonna trade for him. And if you don't cut him, how much is Jay Cutler really going to help a quarterback? You draft? I think he might be like a cancer.
1: Now we all in agreement that Cutler is not the answer to the Bears' quarterback issue. Uh, do we see? Do you see our quarterback in the draft, or is it going to be a free agent that we will bring along to well eventually replace you know,
2: him? Uh, you know, the rumor is, is that um, Cashman actually before he got fired two weeks before the end of the season, he actually brought in the the, uh, the Calgary quarterback, Louis Levi Mitchell, for a workout. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think after the Super Bowl, he'll sign a futures contract with the Bears. So see what happens during minicamp with that.
1: What do you think, Scott, about that?
0: Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I just kind of feel like, yeah, you know, coming. I, I agree as far as you know, looking at it with the mini camp coming up. I believe, you know, you get you got to kind of leave your options open. I mean, I personally, I I think it's it's hard to project as far as how how the draft will go. I'll tell you this: if there's a way to get Jameis Winston, I would get him. I I mean that that's the way I would. But after that, as far as after Jameis, I I don't think like, I don't like Mariota, so I don't really know as far as drafting. I, I, I prefer be I always prefer being through draft. I always prefer that, but it's hard to project. You know, as far as that you gotta watch all the work. You gotta watch all the work that to see before be there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have
2: to call you back, man. I think I had a blowout. I'll call you right back,
1: Okay. <laughs> Live radio guys. <laughs> That's how things <laughs> go down sometimes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine will be joining us back shortly. Yeah, I feel very optimistic uh, about the Bears. Uh, I don't know. I can't say next year they will turn around, but it's possible. You never know with the parity in the NFL of how you could be last in the division to division champs next season and Super Bowl contender. So it definitely can be a quick turnaround. Uh, at least I hope that because I feel like we do have talent on the offense if, if I, I'm like everybody else. If Cutler can can get himself together, but we, we, after 10 years, 11 years in the league, we kind of can see that he's going to be the player that he is, and it's not, he's not going to get any better than what he is now. But I, I hate how they try to put Tony Romo and, and Cutler kind of together. But see, Tony Romo, he makes mistakes too, but... He also wins games, and I, I can't re- recall Cutler actually winning games for the not only the Bears, but when he played with the Broncos, too. Something that, you know, he was well, able to get you, the team over, right. over the Well,
0: And you know what? If you think back even in college, and now I grant you, Vanderbilt, but Cutler has never been a winner anywhere. He's never been a big fourth quarter, he's never been a big uh, final two minute game leading drive guy. Never. He's always been the guy with a big arm. That's it. Tony Romo, I mean, a lot of people get on him, but, I mean, listen, he's, no, he's not Tom Brady and no, he hadn't won a Super Bowl. But there's a lot of people that are good quarterbacks that don't win Super Bowls. I think he gets a bad rap. Trust me, I would much sure rather have Tony Romo any day of the week, twice on a Sunday, over Jay Cutler.
1: Well, we have our first NFC participant <laughs> punched in for the Super Bowl, and that goes to Seattle. They won in overtime 28 to 22.
0: Wow, I tell you what, has a shocking ending, I can honestly say I watched. I watched about the first three quarters, and then right before the show, I we were, we were walking out of a restaurant, and I saw it was nineteen to seven, and I, I told my told my girlfriend, I was "Well, the game's over. I'm, I'm gonna call in to the show. We're gonna talk about it." And since I've called in, all oh, heck's broke
1: loose. <laughs> <laughs> that well, the show today. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: that's wild, man.
1: Yes, this this has been a wild NFC Championship, and I'm looking forward to the AFC Championship that's about to get started in just a moment. Uh, I love New England, man. New England is the, is the is the the pretty team, if if you want to call them that, the glamour team. I would even say they are America's team, and not Dallas. But Dallas made that resurgence this year, so you know they always have the popularity. They're always the number one um, NFL franchise when it comes to marketing. and, and, and making profits, but New England Patriots has been is it's been like the like the NFL San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. they very they, consistent you know what, that would every be a good year. Good
0: comparison. I, yeah, I hadn't heard anybody else make that comparison, Terrence, and I think as you are dead on correct. That is a terrific comparison. They are the model of consistency in a league that is
3: mm-hmm.
0: basically in a new league that tries to create n- inconsistency. <laughs> They, they basically they have Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and they don't care who else. Explain what positions. <laughs> They've changed the whole roster and still win 12 games in the, in the NFC East. I mean, the NFC East. And I think that's uh, it makes me respect them because, obviously, it's, just, it's not just players there. Obviously, there's a program. There's a way of doing things. And I respect that because things get done no matter who's wearing the jersey.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Hypothetically, if New England goes on to beat Indianapolis, Tonight and then also win the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. That would give them four Super Bowls between Belichick and Tom Brady. Would that bring them over the top as the best head coach quarterback duo since Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, or or could they actually be the best?
0: You know what? And I'll tell you this: I've had this conversation. Uh, actually, me, I've got a cousin of mine that we had an argument for many years. And, I, and and but when Tom Brady, you know, when he won his first, he won his first three. And I remember uh, basically saying that at that time, and I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I, at that time I, I said Joe Montana was the best quarterback in the league, I mean, ever. And I felt like, though, that Tom Brady had a shot at that point to be the best ever. And consequently, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, you tie this whole thing together. Um, I feel like that similar to how LeBron James lost a couple finals, so you can't compare him to Jordan. Brady's lost two Super Bowls. Now, he's great, and he very well may be the second best ever. But I feel like when he lost, when he lost my second Super Bowl in Montana, and Walsh never lost any, that immediately made it to me where it's hard. Brady had to win seven to, to really to really make the argument. To me, now I mean, now I feel like if Brady, because of the salary cap and all that kind of stuff, if Brady would have just lost the one, the first one that was upset to the Giants, if that would have been the only one he lost, and he'd have went on to win four or five, you could have very well still made the argument. But to me, he lost two, kind of like LeBron James lost two. That kind of ends it with a Michael Jordan argument, and I feel the same about that. But I think Brady could be the second best ever, and consequently the second best head coach quarterback duo, in my opinion, could be Brady and Belichick.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on, on on part of that. With this being the free agent market now, where the teams just rotates in and out with with players, I, I would see their feet probably be even better than what Bill Walsh and Montana had because you know back then in the 80s it wasn't in a free agent market you pretty much the team that you drafted or or free agents that well one free agent then. <laughs> but you know you know what i'm saying the, the, the players you drafted or whatever well, our favorite absolutely they they pretty much stayed together 5 to 10 years and so you was able to you know make a run like that and yeah those those couple of losses in the super bowl does hurt and But I think they could win this year because they're not going to be facing the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. The
0: Giants are Tom Brady's kryptonite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just <laughs> seems like it could never be Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. But I would love to see <laughs> see uh, Tom Brady get his fourth ring because he is – he will go down as one of the greatest of all oh. time.
0: He is—he's unbelievable, and you know, again, he's, I'm another Notre fan. He's a Michigan guy. I'll tell you this—I respect the fact that he was—he was really good in college. People—the people underestimate. That all they talk about how he was a 6 round pick. Well, I'm gonna tell you what—I wouldn't have picked him in the first round either. But it's a joke. That if you watch his college career, it's a joke. That he went in the six round. The guy, six-four, had a bazooka for an arm. Completed 64% of his passes. In four years of starting games off and on for you know, in, a, in a major conference and throwing the football up in the snow and the wind in Big Ten country, I mean, <laughs> it, to me, it's amazing that he dropped the sixth round. He was a very, very good player. His last college game against Alabama, I think he threw for about 400 yards in the Orange Bowl. How did this guy drop to the sixth round? I guess because he, you know, he ran he ran a slow 40 time, but quarterback ain't about running a 40. <laughs> if you stand in the pocket and throw the ball, your speed shouldn't matter. You know, and basically, I think that's what he said in his documentary. He said hey, it's he's a good thing that running running uh-huh. to forty is not what he was is not what quarterbacking is about. And I think you know he's dead on about that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny how yeah, it's how how the, how, the, how the draft goes, man. Right. You got two quarterbacks that were drafted late in the rounds, and, and Montana and and Brady will be probably the two best quarterbacks to ever play. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're 100 right. Well, in Montana, Montana I can deal with because Montana was. He had a pretty good college career, and he was a smaller type quarterback coming out of college. It's just the Brady thing, man. Could not I don't understand? He's six four, throws the seventy yards in the air, and can put his sixty five percent this his in college. <laughs> what was not to like about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, I you know
2: to, to look at it this way, to look at Michigan in those in those night in the nineties, the quarterbacks that came out: Greasy Navarre. Drew Henson, if you want to throw him in there, and uh, and also Tom Brady, they all had better pedigrees than he did, but he's the one with the legacy.
0: If you look at it that way, I'm sure they had better pedigrees. Like as far as you know, the the, the Henson had the overall athletic ability, and and I know that uh, the Greasy had his you know his father being his father being the big time, you know, Bob Greasy and having a one off super Bowl and that kind of deal. But Freddie being tall and, and having a having a cannon for an arm, I just I don't understand what uh how he got overlooked. I mean to be honest again, I saw him play against Notre Dame for several times. I saw him play against Alabama in the Orange Bowl. He was a great great he was a very underrated college quarterback. And you know, I still to this day I don't understand how I mean, I, you know, I would have done the draft in the first round, but I can promise you if he said in the sixth round I was drafting, I would have jumped on him too.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, how, how many quarterbacks did they
2: say went before him? 11? 11 Six.
0: quarterbacks? It, Six. It was the, they called it the, was the Brady Six. like the, 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 the documentary was called the Brady Six. And it was like right. uh, Chad Pennington, Mark Bolger, um, there was the guy what well, was funny, here's the, the funny one. There was a guy and I'm trying to think his name, he started for the Vikings for a couple of years. Um, he was a division two quarterback. Uh he had a really big arm and he basically he completed forty six percent of his passes the year before in division two football. And the Vikings Jackson? Exactly? No, it wasn't Tavares Jackson, but it was similar. It was a Spurgeon win. Spurgeon win. Yeah. Spurgeon win. he was supposed to have a big off. I don't listen, I don't care if you could run a 4 one forty and you could throw a football 100 yards in air. If you could play 45% of your passes on the collegiate level, I don't want you on my roster. That's the way I look at it. I mean, good night, 45%. Listen, that's horrible. That's horrible.
3: <laughs>
2: so, I don't then know he what they were looking at. Then he went to a passing league and threw about 30% of his passes and just became a holder for hire in the CFL, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you all this then. Um, you know, the NFL has the the scouting combine for uh, upcoming draftees. Now they have a combine for the veterans. Um, who do you see that's not in the league that can benefit for from the um, the veterans combine that they're gonna have coming up in March?
2: Honestly, Tim
0: Tebow. You think?
1: Yes, I thought of that one too.
0: <laughs> wow, that is. Hey, he's he's in great shape, but I I don't know. I mean, how here's my thing about Tebow. How can he do any better than he did at the college combine when everybody's still giving a hard time? If you go back and you look. He was a better athlete at most of the stuff than Cam Newton was in comparison the year before. Cam Newton had been there for all the for all the verticals, and I mean, if you look at Tim Tebow's measurables and what they're going to put them through at the combine, he's going to be off the charts regardless but it obviously had never been enough.
2: I mean, he ran, if you put his 40 time among the running backs and the fullbacks, he would have had, like, the fourth or fifth highest fastest time among running backs.
0: And think his broad jump and his vertical was, was great. His three-color yeah, and his it, shuttle was unbelievable. I mean, the guy's a great athlete. <laughs> and, you know, so I don't know if he can be any better than he was coming out of college, I mean. I mean, for a guy that weight to be able to run those times and jump the, jump those lengths that he did, his, you know, doing doing what I do as far as you know recruiting, I see a lot of these a lot of these you know measurables and people doing these sort things. When I saw Tibo's numbers, I was like, "Good night." I mean, that's an amazing athlete. I uh,
2: you know another another guy that could probably um, they could probably benefit from this, even though he's with the team is Trent Richardson.
0: Oh, Trent! I mean, right. he was, he's struggling.
2: I mean, even though he—he he, is he active for this game? or is he inactive
0: for this game? I know he was inactive last week. I hadn't heard this week. I hadn't heard. But I tell you, I think it's gonna be hard for Trent because he struggled in Cleveland, and then he's been beaten out. If you count the two running backs that have went over him in the depth chart this year, in combination with the fact last year Donald Brown jumped him, he's basically been beaten out been jumped over on the depth chart by three running backs that none of which are really – I mean, none of them are elite running backs. No, well, what was the, the – the, you got boom, boom, boom and here Heron had jumped him. Donald Brown had jumped him last year. And the other guy, the guy you spoke to the Giants that this place, the Colts you now, he jumped him. Um, Amad Bradshaw. Well, Amad Bradshaw. I mean, you know, all of them are, are – yeah, they're all oh, – they're okay. But he's just – so he's, just imagine you put him in the backfield with a great running back, uh, you know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think Richard Rich is a great athlete, but something's missing. His vision or something.
2: I, I, You know, a lot of people talk about his weight, and I think, yeah, maybe he does carry a lot of weight. But when he was at Alabama and early on in his Cleveland career, he was about 220, 230 and was moving around fairly well. I don't know where the disconnect comes from with him. In terms of
1: that, so. We're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be right back.
3: I'm Tonight, baby's it's all about
1: Welcome back to the Live by Terrence Show. I am T Rex. I'm gonna welcome Jermaine back to the show. Jermaine, are there any shout outs you'd like to give tonight? Uh,
2: not tonight. Um, uh, but I do have one. Uh, I do have one. Scott, what's up? Your, your son just had a birthday, didn't
1: he? Uh, he he had to drop off. He had a, a little emergency, um, so I don't know if he's gonna be back on in just a minute. Oh, okay,
2: well, um. Uh, I do. I I think I do want to give a shout out. I thought a uh, shout out to the Bears organization for getting rid of Phil Emery because I never liked him anyway. And <laughs> that was hard Hey, I mean it is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you can go ahead. But, man, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> but yes, I mean, uh, I, I I do like the, I do like the John Fox hire. I, I do, and uh, the reason why I do is because. He's going to bring a level of toughness and a level of responsibility. Is that seen since Levi Smith left?
1: Yeah. I, are you still there, Jermaine? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree, agree with you, man. I, I, like, I like to hire John Fox. And, you know, I really never i tell you the truth, as long as I've been a Bears fan, I really never just paid attention to the GM. But I hope we have a better better um, GM personnel to, to come in and, and get our talent base together a little bit better.
2: Uh, I would agree. I would agree with you on that. I mean, it's about time that we, we find a quarterback and stick with him. I mean, 23 starting quarterbacks. Since 1985, since the Super Bowl, I mean, it's got to stop somewhere. I mean, yeah. Rex Russell wasn't that great, but he was a good game manager.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Maybe we can. Maybe maybe they can dump Cutler somewhere. Maybe to the Titans and get their their second pick. <laughs> I mean, business hunt.
2: Yes, and, and you know the thing is that was a whole that was a that was a big rumor going about at the end of the season. You know whether he was going to stay with the Titans or whether he was going to go to the Titans or whether the Titans were going to stay with Jake Locker. So I mean, I I think that that we could get a, a second or third round, second or first round pick for him.
1: Yeah. I I think so. I I know it kinda of, it probably sounds like a pipe dream, but you know, if, if somehow we can package our first round pick with Cutler and maybe somebody else to try to get that number two or or, or number one and try to go out to Winston, that I mean that would be very good if we can get him on our roster.
2: I mean we'll have the the seventh or eighth pick in that draft in this year's draft. So I think that if we could trade up at least two or three. I think that if he doesn't go in that that top position, I think we can I think we can get him. But we also need some defensive help also. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those catch-22s where who are we going to get and what can we get for the value? I mean, because we do have Kaplan. Yes. Yes,
1: indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, We're going to continue to part two of our Football talks or sports talks next Sunday at six p.m. Eastern time. I want to thank Jermaine for taking the time to be on the show, and also Scott Smith. Jermaine, will definitely do it again next week. And I just want to thank you so much much for um, using your time to 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 be on the show. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, and and once again, I'm sorry. I I did have some emergency issues, also um, driving, driving, and uh, had a blowout. So. Hopefully, it'll be a, hopefully we can do it much better next week.
1: Okay, that's, that's no problem at all, man. God bless y'all. I hope y'all have a safe trip home.
2: Uh, thank you, man. You have a great night also.
1: Once again, we did our football talks, and is always an honor to have Jermaine and Scott Smith on. Jermaine Houston and Scott Smith of Streetlight Recruiting. Scott Smith had to step away. Oh, we had a little emergency. I guess we've all been having emergencies today. <laughs> um, it's been a very interesting Sunday, indeed. And also, uh, we were talking about the comeback victory by Seattle over Green Bay, 28-22. to 22. It was a very historic comeback. Uh, I think the largest deficit in a championship game, an NFC championship game, was 15 uh, they fell short on that, but nonetheless, that was still a great comeback by Seattle. Because Seattle was pretty much gone the first 56 minutes of the game. But like they always say, it's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And they definitely finished strong the last four minutes of regulation and also in overtime. So congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks for going to the Super Bowl which was going to be on February the 1st. Also, uh we will be celebrating our upcoming wedding on February the 1st too as well for the um, and Super Bowl Sunday. And, um we'll be getting married to my my lovely admin, my baby Wendy on February the 2nd. We definitely are looking forward to that union under God and it's going to last to death do us part Always and forever And I just want to say I love her so much And I love our family And I just want to thank God For everything he has done For us And and me as an individual um, I'm grateful Grateful for everything Well, right, we're going to close out Tonight's show I hope people will tune in To the podcast uh, you can find us at www.kingofundergroundmedia.com Also go to blogtalkradio.com Live by Terrence Twitter at Live by Terrence You can also follow Wendy at underscore WRenee And shout outs I definitely want to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ The Hype Magazine Everyone as that, that's contributing supports the live by Terrence show. We are steadily moving up, trying to get better each show, and we are available for hosting duties. Everybody want, wants to use us for host events or red carpet events or anything radio related. Uh, we are available. You can email us at the live by Terrence show at gmail dot com. Yeah, shout out to Reverb Nation. We're still holding strong in this new year. Top seven United States, top fifteen worldwide. Which I think we fell to twenty-one worldwide, but it usually goes up and down each day. But by the end of the week or end of the month, we usually have a top five, top ten ranking in the United States and in the world for DJs. Uh, put a couple of new mixes out in the last couple of weeks. I hope you all check it out. King of Underground Media Volume 1 is available on DatPiff. Please go out and listen to it or download it. They got a lot of of artists, underground artists. We are the king of underground media, so we got to fill it up with underground artists that you may normally not hear on mainstream radio, but you mainly would hear them on satellite radio, because satellite radio put out a lot of music that you might not hear on FM but check us out, check out the website, make sure you follow us, follow us, and also we do have a Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash lie by Terrence, and I guess that's about it. I hope everybody has a good night, this is a holiday weekend, so enjoy it, stay out of trouble, don't drink and drive, and just tell you, tell you... Your loved ones, that you love them. Tomorrow is never promised, but we have today, and that is a present. So y'all have a good night. Uh, Not going to close out with any songs. Just going to fade to black. Good night.